You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Hi, good afternoon. We're going to pick up in the fifth chapter of Erovim, and we're going to talk about how practically we're going to measure the Tuchum, the 2000 Amot limit around the town. In the last few Mishnayot, we discussed how the boundaries of the town itself are measured. We defined it as the last house that was at least 70 Amot within sight of the previous house and so on. So in other words, the suburbia carries on defining the limits of the town right as long as successive houses are less than 70 Amot away from each other. But then when we get to the limit of the town, we're going to measure a square around it, 2,000 Amot outside, the northernmost, the easternmost, the southernmost and the westernmost houses. We're going to define this square and this will be the Shabbat boundary. How does it work? Let's pick up at Mission 4 in the fifth chapter. We only measure with a rope which is 50 cubits long. Neither less nor more. The rabbis seem to be anxious that a longer rope perhaps would stretch, a shorter rope perhaps would lead to inaccuracy with the changeovers. Only a 50 cubit rope was allowed. And that means, of course, that to measure 2,000 amot, we're going to need to measure this. We're going to measure this with, with this rope 40 times. So we'll need to measure a distance of 50 amot once and twice and three times and so on. And we're going to keep going till we've covered 2,000 amot. And we only measure holding it to our heart. We need to think about measuring successively with this rope. One person is going to be holding each end of the rope. And if one holds it low and the other holds it high, of course, there'll be a slight inaccuracy. So we're both going to hold it at the same height. We're going to hold it next to our heart. Maybe that's an expression, by the way, of how much seriousness and passion we're going to put into doing the, carrying out this activity properly. And we'll pick up a little bit about this actually in the next Mishnah. But this Mishnah, having established we're going to hold the rope next to our heart, carries on to say, Let's say we're measuring and we reach a valley or a wall. A valley here might just be a ditch, by the way. It's a dip or a wall. And we're not going to make the rope follow the shape of the dip. We're going to measure straight over it. And the expression used in the Mishnah is mavlio. We swallow it or we absorb it. That is to say, we measure straight over it. And we resume the measurement. So we'll if we might stretch up high to go over the wall if it's too high if it's higher than the height of our heart, or we'll just stretch straight over it if it's a dip. If we get to a hill, this is, this is something that we can't just stretch over. If, if he reached a hill, he, if he reaches a hill, he absorbs it and, remu, rem, and resumes his measurement. 
ובלבד שלא יצא חוץ לתחום, providing he doesn't go beyond the Shabbat limit. So perhaps we can go to the other side of the hill, providing that we don't go beyond the Shabbat limit, and we can get over it by holding the rope to our heart. So maybe this hill is small enough to, let's say, absorb by stretching the rope. But for reasons of marate ein, for reasons of, um, let's say, visibility, for transparency of good practice, we're not going to step outside the Shabbat limit while measuring the limit, even if we end up going back inside, because we don't want people in the town saying, oh, that person went outside the limit measuring the limit. And by the way, maybe, maybe this hill is too, too large for one person to, uh, let's say, for the rope to surmount it going flat, just with, with lifting it up a little bit. And that's the final case dealt with by the Mishnah. If, we, if he can't absorb it, this is what Rabbi Dostaibar Rabbi Yonai said about this case. Mishum Rabbi Meir, in the name of Rabbi Meir. Shamati Shemak Darin Beharim. I heard that they pierced the hills. The root Kuf Dalet Reish means to drill a hole, like drilling a tunnel through a hill. I heard that they pierced the hill. Now, of course, they cannot literally pierce the hill because they don't have the tunneling equipment that we have today. But they could compute the same mathematical result if they stretched the rope flat perhaps with the per the lower person holding it up to his head and the upper person holding it down to his feet so they could carry out a flat measurement as far as they are able and then of course the lower person walks to the higher person and he starts again holding it up to his head while the higher person holds to its feet and so on you carry it out a set of flat measurements until you get to the top of the hill. In other words, we are only measuring the distance over the ground. We are not measuring the up and the down. And you can imagine, by the way, this is complex. And that is why the Mishnah goes on to say, Ein modadin eila min hamumche. One, they only measure with an expert. You need an expert to do this. If he expanded, this is the expert now, if he expanded in one place and shrunk it in another place, they observe the place where he expanded it. This might refer, by the way, to somewhere where he expanded it against the advice of the town and somewhere else he shrank to the advice of the against the advice of the town. And we'll see in a minute that the rabbis in general want to expand the size of the tchum, and of course, the doctrine that they have, that they only measure flat distance and not vertical distance, reinforces that assumption. One of them expand and another one shrunk it. If one expanded and another shrunk, they observe the expanded measurement. Even a slave or a maidservant are believed when they say, thus far is the Shabbat limit. Normally we don't take evidence from slaves, from maidservants. On this occasion we do. Why? The sages only made the Shabbat limit in order to be lenient. They didn't make it in order to be strict. Carrying beyond the tchum is 
is a Isur de Rabbanan. And the rabbis want to be lenient in how it's measured and expressed and enforced. So they'll accept evidence from anybody, even someone who doesn't normally give evidence, in terms of where the Shabbat limit is. Now, the Mishnah will take a digression. We've seen digressions before in the Mishnah. We were, we are now in, our, in, in measurement of Shabbat distances around the town. And we will return in the rest of this chapter to the measurement of Shabbat distances. But just briefly, we are going to deal with the question of setting up an Eruv inside a walled town. And if a town has a wall in it, we can make it into a shared space by creating uh, what the what the Mishnah calls an Erev, i.e. sharing food. But we're going to learn, or the Mishnah already knows, there is a difference between a city which is owned by a single landlord, we might call that a gated community, maybe with a single developer today, and a city which is owned by many different landlords. And Halakha in the Mishnah is that you can make an, a, an air of, over the whole of a city with a single landlord. But with different landlords, if it's a communal, let's say, city, some part of the city has to be left outside the Eruv. And the Mishnah is going to deal with a town that was once one belonging to an individual. So let's say we have a gated community. And it's converted to something a bit more like a condominium with many, many individuals, only different parts. So what's the status of the Eruv? And a town that belonged to an individual was converted into a town belonging to many. They can make an, an Eruv for the entire town. If one belonged to the many and was converted to one belonging to an individual, they may not make an error for the whole town. They may not make an error for the entire town unless they excluded from it a section. The size of the city called Chadashah in Yehuda. Chadashah in Yehuda is actually mentioned in the book of Joshua, and I've just put the sources in the source sheet below just for anyone who's interested. It's one of a long, long, long list of cities or villages that belong to the tribe of Yehuda that's mentioned in the 15th chapter of Joshua. And according to the Mishnah, there were 50 residents in, in the city called Chadashah. So we... Um, by the way, this teaching about the city in the area of Yehuda is taught in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, according to Rabbi Yehuda. And Rabbi Shimon says, Rabbi Shimon says we exclude three courtyards, each of which contains two houses. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. <laughs>